expert. Hey, good night. Um, it's actually uh, 10 p.m. in California, Los Angeles. Um, this is the second episode of The Scene with Sean. Um, a podcast where we discuss various aspects of music, including scenes, um, new theories, and what's going to be coming up next. Um, today, we have a special guest. Um, um, expert in computer science all the way from tucson arizona we have mr jonathan ben um a doctorate student over in, in tucson arizona um, we're we're lucky to have him all the way over here it's great to be on the show sean thank you so much for having me oh man thank you so much for coming all the way over here um if, if you are interested in look, researching in more of john's uh you know things he's done go check him out on youtube at just look up bon Jin on your favorite social media platform that's B-O-N-J-E-N-N. again that's b-o-n-j-e-n-n anyways today's episode is all about the future of music to come because something we've all been over here at the lunch table where we're all talking is um the idea of we like this now but what do we like in 20 years right so um Today, me and Bon Jenner, we're going to be talking about AI interactions and AI functions of music. Um, man, the, how I want to start the conversation of is really um, around this whole... So Google just recently created a project where its primary function is to be loaded in music and it spew out a different type of creativity. Do you think, like, I know that you're a huge Michael Jackson fan. Do you think that an AI that understood every aspect of Michael Jackson's performance ship could make art as great as Michael Jackson? Uh, that's actually a very good question, Sean. Um, I do think that as far as AI will go in terms of aiding humans in creative development, I don't think that it will really um, have the same amount of artistic value as a piece of art that was created by a human. There are very incredible computers that are creating incredible works of art, from paintings to songs yeah. to movie scripts that are literally, you read them and you consume them and you're just like, wow, I don't know if the human made this or a computer made this. But I think that um, um, human-made creative influence is always going to be uh, very valuable, especially huh. in the future. So how, what I'm thinking of what you're saying is that there might be computers that are able to create art to the capacity that humans have been making it to the best of its ability. Yes. But even in that sense, the human-made product has a little bit more emphasis or a little bit more affect. Is that true? That's true. Is that what you're thinking of? Yeah. So a lot of people look at the future and they say, or a lot of people look at AI to be more specific, and they yeah. say that um, AI is going to take over everything from... All of we're gonna be automated out of all of our jobs, yeah. and it's gonna like take over artists. When I look at the future, I especially with art, I see humans and computers working in tandem with yeah. one another to create new kinds of art. Don't look at the computer as like something to replace humans. Look at it as a tool. Uh-huh. Like I don't know what the first instrument was, but it was probably something similar to a drum of some sort. Yeah. And then the horn came along, and they weren't like, "Oh, there's no need for, there's no need for drums anymore. Let's yeah. just combine drums and horns and make something yeah. awesome." So it's going to be a combination of live instrumentation, um, 
artificial intelligence influence and human influence yeah. to create new works of art that we can't even comprehend right now. Dude, the one conflict that I have with everything you said, which I agree with 100%, except for this one aspect, is that because I feel like we're... <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we have a live studio audience here. <laughs> and, uh, and uh, you know, they're saying some smart... But the one thing I disagreed with to a certain extent, John, is just simply the fact that um, that instruments back then that were just new technologies are equal to the technologies that we have now because we're now at a point where it seems like you, AI to a certain extent doesn't even need humans to create music so the question I have for you is do you think there's a unique human aspect to music that makes it better than anything AI can replicate completely and like to give our listeners some context there's an experiment to test for AI called the Chinese room experiment where if an American prisoner who doesn't speak Chinese is put into a Chinese prison and is given a dictionary with completely English to Chinese translation and he studies that for a year, is he completely able to speak Chinese or is he only able to speak English and look it up in the dictionary? That's the qualm we have here, right? And the question I have for John Ben here, the expert on artificial intelligence, especially on the technologies we have now, is what is it about human music that separates it from AI and reproduce music? Is there a separate separation? Or is it just simply something that we like because there's a human experience involved with it? Uh, that's a very loaded question, Sean. Um, and I've actually, I'm gonna answer it in parts. The most, um, the most obvious answer I can think of when comparing something that AI makes with something that humans make, when it's something creative, Humans usually create out of emotion, right? So the input is emotion, the output is art. Yeah. AI will always create based on what humans create. So we're going to eventually get to a point where AI is going to have so much collective data from humans, it's going to start creating its own things. If you look at um, a lot of the songs that AI creates right now, a perfect example is there's actually a computer that studies a bunch of piano music. It studies okay. hundreds of years of plas- classical piano music. And it may it, it creates its own songs. But if you look at the audio file and you zoom in as far as you can go, it's not um, playing piano notes. It's not playing recordings of yeah. piano notes. It's actually creating its own sound uh-huh. that is mimicking the sound that I a see. human would hear when they hear a piano note. Huh. So, the so, computers are basically mimicking as best as they can human behavior, and as long as they're mimicking, I don't think they're gonna have that emotional output that a human would have. Yeah. So the, the two things I I believe that you're mentioning are one is computer music is reproduction, not artistic expression. Exactly. But the second thing I also think you're saying because it's kind of what you were in line with is that. They are in in a weird way making a new sound because they're replicating what they hear, not copying exactly. Exactly. So, Something. is that an art form in itself, or is that just you're just making variations on a theme? I, I personally think it's an art form in itself. Something I touched on earlier is that I said that we will be creating music that we can't even fathom right now. If you were to go back to the '40s, I don't think they'd be able to comprehend um, electronic dance music. Or Definitely not anything like that. So yeah. I think that computers will be able to create a sound 
that will be entirely new, be able yeah. to create entirely new genres of music, yeah. create new beat. They'll basically be able to aid us in our creative process. Yeah. And we'll be able to aid them by feeding them data. So it'll be like a two-way relationship, yeah. really. Dude, that's something I've been thinking about. Like, I, I often think about um, what if Wu-Tang Clan got time-traveled back to Duke Ellington? Uh-huh. And what would Duke Ellington think about how the direction of African-American music in America today? It's really crazy to think about. Yeah, and like another thing, like what if like fucking Duke Ellington got transported back to Beethoven, you know? Like what would he even think about jazz for completely? And, like, and I think what you're talking about here is really like... We're, what I think what's amazing about speaking with you right now is the realness of like fact that we got it as human beings that are kind of entering the mid part of our lives like we got to worry about like what is the future going to be not how good was the past you know exactly and like the computer music represents the future whether it happens like that or not it's us thinking about that and like I think for just the sake of wrapping, wrapping it up I was wondering if you can talk about the importance of thinking in a futurist perspective versus like loving the past too much you know well i i like to think from a futurist perspective because my biggest fear is being left behind in terms of like knowledge like uh i i fear for the day when like people younger than me know something technologically that i just don't understand yeah. and that day is going to come but hopefully it's not soon uh-huh. but in terms of music i think that it's important to look forward because um a lot of a lot of especially old people they mm-hmm. shit on like compute they shit on like music made with computers because music like the computer is a tool like take garage band yeah. for example yeah yeah it's a tool making music has become incredibly passive like over the past few anyone years, can do it anyone can you, yeah. you you have to put in minimal work to create an orchestra all you have to do is move your finger whereas back in the day you had to learn a bunch of instruments you had to learn how to read music you had yeah. to learn fucking uh, this is theory, true, yeah. A bunch of shit. But, like, you still need the same amount of creative motivation. Yeah. You still de- need... Dedication. Like, yeah. the same amount of dedication to, like, sit down and create a piece of art. Like, oh. that's that's the difference. Well, how do you simulate to a computer your great art that you have so much connection with you spent more, than, more time than anyone else with your life? How do you explain that to a computer, that feeling of death of... Yeah, as as let's take let's just take a quick example of some devil's advocate and ask John Ben, as a if you were a, pro, a programmer, which I believe you know a certain extent of, how would you program, if you were able to program anything into a computer or AI, how would you program an, a specific human emotion as like losing your great aunt or something like that? Not something that's immediate to you, but something that's distant. How would you express that computation? to a computer well the thing about music is it's all relative right like if it sounds good to you that's really all that matters yeah i do agree that like if you were to lose your great aunt and you were to write a piano concerto and you were to pour your entire heart and soul into a piece of music and play it on the piano it would probably translate a little better than you playing into a midi on the computer but like the same basic message is there yeah like you're sad you're making a song and someone's you want someone that's listening to that to be sad and feel the same thing that you're feeling and i think it doesn't matter whether it's made with hammers hitting strings or fucking ones and zeros coming out of the speaker ladies and gentlemen you're now listening to the scene with sean um today we spoke with um the expert 
John Ben, all the way from Tucson, Arizona. Great to be here. Um, thank you so much. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, we spoke about the future today. We spoke about the dawn of AI and its translation into art and whether musicians or not should be worried or we should be looking forward to a new technological innovation.